0: This is Sandy Krakowski, and welcome to A Real Change. This episode of the A Real Change podcast is sponsored by Dry Farm Wines. Now, you've got to hear this. I, because of gut health and other things and trying to keep my 56-year-old body lean and strong, stop drinking wine a couple years ago because the sugar just kept messing me up and all of my efforts. And then I found dry farm wines. Okay, these are lower sulfites, lower alcohol, sugar free, grown organically and biodynamically. And to be honest with you, what does all that mean? It means it's paleo and keto friendly. It means it's low carb friendly. It means I can now drink wine and not have my gut get upset. I can now drink wine and not have all my diet efforts be ruined. You guys have to try dry farm wines. And I've got a great offer for you where you actually can get a bottle when you order a bottle for just a penny. My personal favorite happens to be the rose and the red, but they have so many different selections, including sparkling. You've got to check it out. So go to dryfarmwines.com forward slash a real change for your penny bottle offer and remember dry farm wines makes it funner to not only drink wine but you actually can do it without the guilt dryfarmwines.com forward slash a real change for your penny bottle offer All right. Well, hello, Happy. How uh, are you? How are,
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: <laughs> I'm so good. And I'm so honored and excited to have this opportunity to just hang out with you, talk about your story, share you with my audience that we've been so blessed to have um, you know, on social media as well as just in our client base. And Something I'm really fond of is just people who have ridiculous stories of insurmountable odds that they've overcome and people who are anomalies and going into places that typically people of faith would be terrified to go to. And so we're just going to jump in, you know, you do work in an industry that is pretty dark and you're bringing such bright light from heaven in you and through you. And so before we say anything, I just want to say, I'm proud of you. I honor you. I just have like a supernatural love for you, like a son. And just probably because I've raised three sons. And so tell me, like, did were you born singing? Were you born wanting to just like influence people? Or what was it like when, when, uh, Happy was younger.
1: Well,
0: And do you want me first, to call you happy or you want me to yeah, call you Yeah, happy. You're, okay, cool. No, happy works.
1: <laughs> uh, government name's a little complicated. Um, thank <laughs> you so really. much for having me, first yeah. of all. Um, this is actually my first po- uh, podcast I've ever been on, so. Welcome. It's, it's, yeah, thank you. Um, I actually did not know I wanted to sing my whole life. I was too afraid. That dream was just too big. Um, mm. I was afraid to, you know, be judged and especially mm. like, that's like, you're, you're, you have all lights on you. Everything is on, just people are watching you and stuff. So, you know, I kind of went through a little, a little journey mm. to able to bring that part of me out that I didn't know I had, mm. you know, um, they would call me possibly a, a, a late bloomer, but you know, it's okay. I, I don't. Like again, like timing is just—it's God's timing. It's not our timing. So I'm yes. happy that it even happened. So yes. I don't even care when it happened. I'm just happy it ha- it's happening.
0: Well, and you grew up in a home where your parents were entrepreneurs. Yes. they are yes. still. Maybe they're not still. But they're probably just enjoying the retirement. Oh, there, yeah, now.
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, the fruit of their labor. But you grew up in a family restaurant business. Yes. And so, how would you say that like groomed you for? going and doing what you're doing now as an entrepreneur, as someone who's in the arts and entertainment world?
1: Oh, just dealing with different types of people. Um, I was put in front of the line at age 15 to manage the restaurant, as uh-huh. well as train um, train everyone that we hired. We had over 35 employees when we first opened at our, our uh, first location and Mm -hmm. I was 15 years old I'm still I was going to homeschool then because I wanted to help my dad at the same time and I also didn't want to go to school so I'm like yes I'm gonna take this opportunity (laughs)
0: yeah and
1: um just dealing with customers on a daily basis I love Mm -hmm. to make people happy that's something that was always inside of me so I would go above and beyond and my dad didn't know but I'd be giving people like free sodas or free like food all the time and like they found, they found out like years later and they're like, you're, you did that. They're like, well, that's why you have such good luck. And I'm like, no, it just, yeah. I did it because I just wanted to like, you know, beat their expectations and make them like have a memorable experience, you know, cause mm. I don't know what they were going through.
0: Mm. It's something because. You know, I love to study just where God's positioned people and that's not really a theological thing. It's more of a strategy I believe heaven has to bring people everywhere and historically people who are on the arts and entertainment type of realm Mm -hmm. have this inner struggle with wondering if they're going to be accepted yet. They are lit by God mm-hmm. to influence happiness, bring joy, um, shift people's mindsets and how mm-hmm. they feel and atmospheres. It's, it's like the two are diabolically opposed until they realize who they are. Yeah. You know, because the enemy of our soul and just an, an enemy in the world, even coming mm-hmm. through people, don't want that bright light to come out, but that's what you're equipped with. Yeah. When yes. did you first encounter this? I want to make people happy in that, but people are judging me.
1: In music or, je- or in just anywhere,
0: life? Anywhere, yeah.
1: Oh, I started realizing that around when I actually had the position and the ability to do it. So when I was actually mm. like old enough to be put out into the world and my parents were like, you know, go ahead, do your thing. Because in high school and middle school, like... um, I couldn't really like I was nice, but then, then you're just kind of put in that nice friend group and then you, all yeah. your friends and you are nice and then you can't really yeah. like you're not in the cool kids, you're not with this, you know, the jocks. So <laughs> that was it was, me. <laughs> yeah. It was a little hard for, for high school to, to really show who I was. Um certain people mm. did gravitate towards me. So they, it did kind of like I was like, you know, why why are these people like me? It was kind of weird. So I was kind of like I would base who I was according to who I hung out with. Mm. So and I had a lot to give. So sometimes I was a little too nice, and then people were like, "Why are you like that?" And it was, mm. then I'm like, "Oh, I'm not li- I'm not doing life right because I was still trying to figure out who I was." Yeah. And being cool, and like, you know, you have to be not like just like a bad a badass, and you got to do like yeah. bad things. I listen to your parents, just go out and drink and party, and I did all I that.
0: Understand. I understand. Up- <laughs> yeah. That's
1: why I up Yeah, that's like going into that lane because I was like, "Oh, I'm mm. cool. if I drink, not if I'm mm. nice." because mm. my mom and dad raised me like everyone is your brother everyone's your sister mm. and so when I would go out I'll I'll get drunk and I'm telling everyone like you're my sister you're my brother <laughs> and they're like dude what's wrong with you like why yeah, are you yeah. acting like-? like people don't usually mm. hear those words no. and um, I just wanted to love but the world didn't know how to accept it so I like kind of stopped I kind of gravitated away from it Mm-hmm. Only to find out when I got older, that's really who I was. And I came back to who I was.
0: Mm. Yeah. And it's so good because I know that um, your story, which is so profound and would just love to even put some uh, clips either of it from your YouTube video or encourage mm-hmm. everybody to go look for it on YouTube, is so incredible because you did, you got into drinking and drinking heavily by what, like 12, 13, 14? Yeah. Which, to be honest with you, the amount of entrepreneurs that I've worked with who are in arts and entertainment are creative as you are and lit up with fire from heaven and happiness and that, a lot of times that's how they self-medicate, to deal Mm -hmm. with the depression and the discouragement of not being accepted. And yet you got into a lot of different things Mm -hmm. that people might not even know how much you overcame. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about that story about... um, you being a teenager, you being um, not only going from drinking, but you went from that into a world that most people don't get out of. Yeah. And have a story like you do.
1: Damn. um, It's crazy because that's, that's exactly what my mom told me. Because she saw me firsthand, and she would like pray for me so much. And everyone around me, that's why I know kind of like God was using me because he let mm. everyone see what I went through and mm. everyone was like, oh, he's never going to stop. Mm. I mean, you can say I was like the worst, you know, strawberry in the batch. I was literally mm. the the worst one. Like as a person, I wasn't, I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to hurt nobody or do anything right. like that, but just right. like a self-destructive mode, mm-hmm. um, I I created these addictions, you know, watching my father drink and mm. seeing how heavily people in my community drink. Either you're like religious and you don't drink or you mm. drink. Or you're you
0: wasted in drink.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so I you know, I was brought brought to alcohol at an early age and um it at that time I was not going through nothing. I was a kid and I was enjoying life. Mm. Um, but the second I drank, it was something like oh, this is who I really am. Mm. Oh, this feels good. you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And the feeling went away quick. And I said, wait, mm. wait, like that was I want more. You know, yeah. I want more of that feeling. And, um, you know, one thing led to another. I started getting all my friends to drink with me. Mm-hmm. Um, Hey, I just realized I must have been an influencer at You're an, an early influencer age. No matter what, I know. I look back at all the different things I
0: influenced people to as a teenager, and I'm like, oh, sorry, God, please forgive yeah. me. <laughs> I didn't realize what you gave me. <laughs> and He does forgive. It's so amazing that He loves us for who we are, not what we ought to be. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you went. you went from drinking into drugs.
1: Yeah, then I was in I was introduced to drugs at around um sixteen, seventeen. I was able wow. to drive, so I was able to pick up you know, anything yeah. I wanted. Um, yeah. I was introduced to cocaine and then yeah. ecstasy and mollies. I was never like a, like nowadays these kids like to do these depression, like ex, anxiety type of drugs and stuff. So yeah. I was never into that. I was already yeah. a happy person. I was just like, wait, you can be happier than this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. I was just like, I was the life of the party. I was always mm. like just trying to make sure that everyone was feeling like me. But little did I know I was getting, you know, getting them full of intoxins and just like kind of damaging yeah. them as well as I was to myself, because mm. that's not a way of living.
0: Mm.
1: you, I feel like after doing all these drugs, like I was also introduced to meth later. Um, right. And that's yeah. when I'm like, I really had my dark times. And that was actually mm. not that long ago. Um, mm. I always stopped one drug by finding another one because I didn't mm. know how to stop it. And then yeah, yeah. I was introduced to something else. And then I would stop that one. And I just felt like, Like, oh, my God, like, I'm never going to be able to live this life Mm. without alcohol. Mm. And, you know, seeing that my dad at age up till 65 now, I think he is, and he still drinks. And Mm. I was scared. I was like, man, like, I literally had a time I could remember clearly. I was like, I will never be able to stop drinking. Mm. And um, I just kept going and I mean, I had so many groups of friends because not one group can handle how hard I partied. I mean, I stayed up all night and, Mm -hmm. um, I started losing a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. I went from, um, I was like around one forties. I almost hit one eighteen, And then, um, I wasn't eating at all. I'm six foot.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. So you can see like my ribs, like I wouldn't eat. Um, it was kind of crazy. I was working at red lobster at the time. So like, you know, certain people were telling me like, hey, you're losing a lot of weight, but they knew I was partying. So they would yeah. like be like, hey, like, let's party. Like, yeah, I was kind of looking for like, I, I would purposely go to work drunk because I didn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. I was just like, fire me. So I don't have money to buy the alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Almost anything, like a self-destructive,
0: please punish yeah. me so I can stop punishing myself.
1: Yeah. But yeah, if yeah. anything, I started getting more hours. So I was like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> the
0: enemy's an enabler.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, literally, if someone, I would I would not call in sometimes. I would not even show up to work. I did not mm. care. Mm. Hey, um, two days later, hey, uh, you're on for work today. Are you going to show up? Because you didn't come the other day. Oh, yeah, I'll show up. And wow. then I'll go to work. I, had, I know some host. She called in sick because she was really sick. I was right there in front of her. Wow. She called sick. They fired her. Wow! And I'm not saying, and that was her first time she ever called in. So she's like, "This is really weird." And in my head, I'm like, "I haven't showed up to work maybe, if you count all the days, maybe a month's worth for a whole year." Mm. And you guys Mm. didn't didn't fire me, so I was really Mm. like, "Wow!" At that time, I didn't know nothing about God Mm. at all. And this is, I'm saying, I'm 23 Mm -hmm. and nothing.
0: Wow! But this favor was all over you.
1: I had. Isn't it something? Because
0: you look back and you think, they didn't fire me. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. There was something on me that I didn't see was on me. Yeah. <laughs> there was something in me that I didn't see was in me. Yeah. So tell That's... me about your journey of getting like, like what did it take to get off of meth? When did you really start to meet God and different things like that, where you found yourself?
1: Um, I used a little bit of knowledge I got from everywhere. So mm-hmm. I, having the DUI, I had to go to AA classes and stuff at age yeah. 19 Wow. So I do remember some of the classes when they were like, if you surrender, hmm. you can be saved. And hmm. at that time I was like, what is this? Hocus pocus stuff. Like I need a, <laughs> I need a medicine so I That's can it. take it. Take a and medicine was, to get
0: rid of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah."
1: And um, so I was like, there has to be a real way. So I wasn't at that breaking point yet. That's what that hmm. was. So hmm. I was like, okay, you know, when I finally started hitting those breaking points, when I'm like literally stranded in LA downtown, I'm stranded in Vegas, no money, nobody like, then I started realizing, okay, this is getting bad. Yeah. But that wasn't enough. You know, it took for me Mm. going to jail and just none of that was bad enough until I was in my room and I was by myself, no friends, nobody fired mm-hmm. from work. Finally, they fired me after mm-hmm. years. And I was just, you know, I would fell to my knees, I remember, and I would pray. And mm-hmm. every time I prayed, I would sober up. I have goosebumps. <laughs> um, Isn't that fun? Um, ah. it, so, but after I would pray, I sobered up. It was too early for me to sober up. Mm -hmm. So maybe a couple of days later, I'm feeling good again. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this again. So what I did was I stopped praying because I said, it's almost like having your favorite piece of pie. If you have a little bit every day, you can have it forever. But if you had a lot of it, you're like, I never want to eat this again. So I think mentally, that's what I was doing to myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I risked to die because I would have Mm -hmm. ER visits back to back Mm. And um, like either if my dad's rushing me, flying through red lights, and I'm putting everyone's life in danger, or ambulance is picking me up because my heart rate was like 200 BPM almost. I'm close to a heart attack. No sleeping for like eight days, six days, five days. No food consumption, no water. Uh. Seven fifty milliliters of Bacardi, which was my favorite dark alcohol, every day. Uh. And I just like. I didn't want to eat because I wanted to feel the burn every time I drank the alcohol because that's all I was Mm. like oh it's it's doing something
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: when my mom would tell me she's like you don't eat and I'm like because I want to die because I don't want to Mm. live this life I want to be a musician so bad and Mm. the musician world is saying you have to get high all my favorite Mm. rappers are saying you have to get drunk like I'm Mm. listening to everything I was calling the devil I said where are you and he's probably like I'm here I was like no like I want to sell my soul like how do you do this? So I was writing letters. I was just really desperate. Wow. And um, to a point where I even wanted to like suicide, I've, you know, walked to the train station. I'm like, I I just need a quick impact. I'm not trying to, you know, slip Mm -hmm. my wrist or nothing, watch myself die, I just want a quick impact. The train Mm. never showed up. But Mm. what did show up was my drug dealer. Mm. His phone call showed up and he's like, hey, where are you? And I'm like, Mm. oh, I'm just about to, you know, jump off this bridge. He said, mm. like, "Oh, don't do that. i'm gonna come get you some more wow. and like it's like I was just stuck, I was mm. stuck, and it was even without a job, I started stealing from my family, i mean mm. whatever I can possibly do. I' was selling hundred dollar watches for five dollars just to sure. you know whatever I can possibly do but um, so it's really um a really uh deep like connection happened with me once i was i woke up at. I don't even think I, I slept that night. I went to the bathroom, I went to brush my teeth. I had a bag of meth and I had a beer, a course. And it's 10 a.m., I'm gonna brush my teeth, right? I'm like, it's morning, I'm already trained to do this. I'm about to brush my yeah. teeth. And mm-hmm. then I, I, I rack a line up, I'm about to rack a line up and I have my beer and I'm sipping on some beer. And I had an epiphany. Mm-hmm. I had an epiphany mm-hmm. and God told me to, to sober up. He gave me a whole like, It was a clear vision. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It felt like it lasted like 15 minutes. Yeah. But it was like maybe 10 seconds. Yeah. And um, at that second, everything that was in my system, it's like I sobered up. I didn't want anything anymore. I ran to my mom. I ran to my mom and my mom just did a night shift at the hospital. She was an RN. Mm -hmm. She just retired. And I ran to her. I said, mom, everything's going to be fine. She's Mm -hmm. like, okay, because she's like, yeah. I've heard this 100 times. I uh-huh. was like, no, this is different. Then yeah. I was like, what? But what, what was that? What, what happened? Because I still didn't know who Jesus was.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: I've heard of the guy, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he's <laughs> around here. And then I was like, I think I had an epiphany. But again, I dropped out of high school in 10th grade to go to mm-hmm. homeschool, which I also dropped out, which I got a GED. So I'm yeah. like, my English is pretty bad. I do not know the definition of an epiphany, but I think I, I think that's what I had. So I Googled it. And it says, <laughs> you sound like me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't like, say a <laughs> thing. <laughs>
1: this I, is a smart word. What does it yeah. mean? <laughs> and I'm like, how do I know what it means? Like, how do I know that's what happened to me? Yeah. So I Googled it. And it said, like, something like, are you, like Jesus gives you a clear vision of your <laughs> life, of, like, a clear, like, like, it was just so, like, and I was blown away. I was mm. blown away, and I was like, okay. Mm. But after that, what I did was, I, the only difference of me living from all those moments, I mean, from praying, and, like, I prayed, and, and then I would sober up, and i will go back. So, finally, in 2016, I got baptized in January it's a long story I'm sorry I know it's no, like I'm trying I wanna, to make sure no
0: you've got all the time you need I'm, <laughs> I'm yours I've i take your time because this is impactful yeah I think a lot of times um my heart is for the parents who don't realize that you have children who have a radical call in their life yeah. to go into a very dark space
1: yeah
0: and their struggle does not disqualify their call. Yeah, it's actually preparing them. Yeah, because you didn't realize you were conquering the very enemy that you were going to have to subdue for you to do what you have to do, because you have to go into darkness and stay, you know, in God, that doesn't mean we have to like look like a goofball or carry a bible and beat somebody over the head yeah but no take your time so (laughs) so you 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 had this incredible encounter that radically changed who you are
1: at 25 it was around november december i had that and um that's the that's that mustard seed that i have of god in my heart for Mm. when i doubt myself or anything Mm. i always remember i've had that epiphany and Mm -hmm. the fact that was he talked to me while i was intoxicated mm-hmm. he didn't talk Don't to me when that? i was like yeah. perfectly in church and yeah. you know trying to sing and yeah i was yeah. i was high
0: yeah
1: yeah i hear you i was high um yeah mm-hmm. i feel like crying um i got baptized at the most um what is it like mainstream church? Cause I was, I've been to churches before and I was kind of like, these are kind of scary. I've been to Spanish yeah. churches with like ladies screaming on the floor. So I had a really bad like experience. <laughs> and plus I don't speak Spanish like that. So I'm yeah. like, what are they screaming? <laughs> oh, or is it, are you they know? Screaming? And then they're crying and yelling. So I'm like, God's mm-hmm. not here. This is not, yeah. this is different. You know? So I went to my, like the most mainstream church I can see. It looks like Disneyland. It's called Shepherd yeah. of the Hill. Uh-huh. I've been putting around. So I'm like, yo, this is, this is what, I, this is where I want to go. I went by myself nobody went with me and I got baptized. And, um, four months later, I sobered up. I sobered Mm. up. Um, I, 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 you know, after even being a a Christian, I went back into, you know, alcohol for another two, three months and I went super hard and that's when Mm. I lost all my weight. And, um, Mm. I one day woke up, I slept, I think I I fell asleep. I was up for eight days and I fell asleep. Mm and it's crazy cuz when you're actually up for 8 days for 24 hours a day mm. you there's like a lot of time and like i was just making beats so it's mm. crazy when you take um like uh, like coke or um any of these like like drugs that like make your yeah, heart yeah. rate go up i actually I would,
0: did them in my 20s
1: <laughs> yeah it's you know <laughs> not exactly math, what but I'm i get talking. what you're
0: saying yeah you yeah, just you, you just go 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 go
1: exactly and so i crash. was making like 10 to 15 beats a day mm.
0: production
1: I was just wow. like I was sending them to everyone I was like but these people were just like coworkers. like I had mm-hmm. no no connection to like no music person I was so desperate. I was like how do I find somebody yeah. to just hear my music just to tell me like I'm good like I'm done hearing my friends yeah. saying yo your beats are cool like but yeah. nobody went out the way to like work with me so I uh I remember I just, you know, went hard one week. Um, That was the longest I've ever stayed up was eight days. It wasn't like all the time. It was usually like four or five days. And then I just, I pass out. Like if I close my eyes for a second, I'll just be out. And um, I would have no energy to go up the stairs Mm -hmm. just because there's no food. And I found out how important food really is. And Mm -hmm. just having no food, three stairs, three to four steps up. Like I'm already on my knees and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't make it up the stairs. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm this 23 year old, Guy and you Mm -hmm. know I couldn't even do that. I was like, "Wow, this is crazy." And um, even my drug dealer warned me. He said, "Hey, like, I just want you to know, a lot of my customers, like, had some people pass away. So, Mm -hmm. just letting you know, because he saw trying to get off. Yeah, but he didn't really, he didn't really care. He just, Mm -mm. he's just like letting me know, like, hey, because like he would take me to strip clubs. He knew everybody, Mm
0: -hmm. and it was
1: crazy how he worked. And you know." It's funny because when he came to my house one time, he like, he left. And the next day he's like, Hey, I lost all my pills. He's like, I had a bag full of pills, like two, 300 pills. Do you, do you have them? I said, I don't have them. But then in my head was like, Oh, he came here and like, something must have, like, God must have dropped them when he was like riding his bike. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was one time then I was up for eight days and uh, I passed out on my bed. And um, my dad was knocking on my door. He was banging on my door. Like I lost, you know, connection with my whole family, but they still were like, we don't hear him. Like, why don't we hear him screaming and yelling? Like, what's going on? So my dad banged on my door. He said, hey, are you you okay? Like happy? Like he thought something happened. And my Mm -hmm. door was locked. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm sleeping. And he's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm okay. So I went back to sleep. And then the next morning I woke up. I slept for 18 hours. And um, I was just drained. Yeah. The first thing I wanted to do was make a big plate of food mm-hmm. and drink some water. Mm-hmm. And um, that was the last day I ever I ever had any drugs or alcohol in my system. It was April, I believe 20. It was like five days before my, my niece's birth. This was like April 22nd. Wow. And um, I just made, I made a really big plate of food, but my stomach had shrunk so much. I probably had two bites and I was full.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was
1: like, oh, man, like I just wasted all this food. But I was just like, damn, am I going to relapse again? Mm. Damn, like I was really, really, really scared. And I was just Mm. like, you know, like, yeah, like it's the first two, three days are fun. Yeah, you're sober. And then I just want to go hard again, you know? Right. I was really scared and I never did. How did you overcome that? I think I was done. I think Mm. because when I put me praying, this time Mm. I was praying now with, being a christian mm. and you know i just wanted to be a. Uh, I wanted to finally be the best version of me mm. so i didn't see my age or anything i just started to hit the gym again so instead of i literally started like four days after i sobered up mm. so that became an addiction for me mm. even mm. the trainers would come up to me and they're like hey you've been coming here for three years every day you've obviously been through something because i lose people in two months mm-hmm. and you've been consistent on your own and i've seen mm. that and I was like, wow. I'm wow. like, yeah, I've been, I'm like, we've all actually been through something. We you know, are, I want to yeah, hear yes. you. I heard their stories and I'm like, whoa, like mine's yeah, yeah. nothing yeah, compared yeah. to yours. But yeah. that's something that I use my, so I know I have a, that's why I call. I named one of my last songs addictions because we all have addictions mm. in some way. Mm. I just chose to make mine a positive one. Mm. So instead of alcohol and drugs, I started working out and I started, um, I started at my own pace. I didn't compare myself to nobody. And literally months, I'm doing dumbbell presses a like 100 pounds and wow. I ch- I challenged my body. I'm like, who are you? Who are you yes. made out of? Like, let's see yes. now. You're sober. Yes. No yes. like every time I drank it was like reset, reset, reset. Right. Oh, you made right. mistakes. Oh, you got to go fix that. And it's like right. it was just I was walking backwards my whole life and right. um I uh so you know just started eating healthy. I mean my whole fridge, I would snap and people are like, that's your fridge? Like that would be full of alcohol. Now it's full of veggies and like yeah, who yeah. are you? And people yeah, call me yeah. like, hey, let's party. I'm like, oh, I I can't party today. I'm actually meal prepping. They're yeah, like, yeah. meal prepping? <laughs> uh, who are you? And I'm like, oh yeah, I don't drink anymore. And then even till today, I have friends and their parents are like, I don't believe it. He's gonna relapse. Wow. Wow. I don't and I'm yeah, like we no.
0: cancel that
1: <laughs> yeah and um i I see why God didn't let me you know be successful in my music back in the days because i would have fell into temptations in seconds
0: mm-hmm. because this Mm-mm. world
1: you want it so bad
0: mm-hmm.
1: you'll do anything for it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was willing to lose my life for it but when mm. I sobered up I remember i started following like like I would just see like demonic things on my Facebook. So it's like energies, right? So yeah. I remember I, when I was high, I went outside and I saw a cat eat a bird and I'm like, I've never seen a cat eat a bird right in front of me. <laughs> and then I see like a guy dragging his dog, beating his dog. And I'm like, why did I just come out? Like I was high, I was high. So I'm like, oh my God, like, why is this all happening now? But I had such negative energy in me and just negativity. Yeah. I went out and that's all I was exposed to. Like I literally that projected something? that. And once I sobered up, I started following you and like (laughs) godly people and good people. And you can see that. And Mm. all I'm saying is now I decided to be a positive person. So I'm saying positive things. And Mm. the first I remember, it said, try it this time with God. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm like the music. Yeah, I should try it this time with God. Yeah, yeah and literally i'm saying in so i've been doing music since i was 14 i sobered up at 25 i'm like right. all right let's let's try this over it's funny because yeah. i say hang out with post malone before he blew up when he came from texas wow and I used to, he used to party down the street and they used to live in this big mansion because youtube bought his rented his friends a, ma- a mansion mm-hmm. because they were. um minecrafters right so i met this little texas kid and he's rap like he was they're trying to set up this dj and i and i helped him set it up because I, I, I found Christy. out hey <laughs> yeah there's, there's a party on the block so i'm like my friends hit me up here like yo there's these kids from like texas and they don't know anyone out here so they're throwing a party so we end up going to their house and then we plug up their music and the guy's like hey you play my play play your um Play whatever you want. You, you set it up. And I'm playing my beats. And Paul's like, hey, I'm a rapper. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, <laughs> you know, because at that time, I just want to party. Yeah. And this kid came and he's like, yeah, like, this is what I do. And next thing you know, like, two years later, my, my niece is like, hey, he's on SoundCloud. Like, he got over a million. And he blew up. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But um, I totally forgot my train of thought what we were talking about.
0: <laughs> no, it's totally. This is all good. And this is what I love about this because... You find there's like this realm where a lot of artists feel like they have to be intoxicated or they have oh, to be yeah, high yeah. or whatever. But what's amazing is hitting other realms, even in heaven. And who knows, maybe that's where I'll get to be an encouragement to you because entering other realms, even with heaven, there are sounds we haven't heard here on earth and yeah. we get to see things. But like you were saying, yeah. You project, you begin mm-hmm. to see all the negative when you're walking in death,
1: mm-hmm. and you
0: begin to see the life when you're walking in mm-hmm. life.
1: Everything Absolutely not
0: perfect. But keep talking about, you know, when you begin to use or whatever you want to share. But I'm curious about when you began to tap into writing and music and that now that you're sober.
1: Oh, yeah. So, two months in sobriety, I told my mom, I was like, Hey, like, I'm going to try this music thing one more time. She's like, Every time you do music, you get drunk.
0: Mm.
1: And I was like, you're right. Such
0: a good mommy. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was like, I've I've shown you that, you know, I've been sober for a couple of months and I just needed her blessing. That's it. Mm. I it wasn't like I'm not the type to be like, you I'm gonna do what I want. Like what a
0: good heart. I'm you just have.
1: like I have to I have to show her like you know if it's okay. And she's like, go for it. Mm. So you know, I started work. I, it's so this is where it gets really like you see God's hand everywhere. Yeah. So two months sober, I now started I doing music. Both. Yeah. <laughs> so I have, I was always in contact with Mike Lynn and um, he found me through this girl. She would always talk about me to him. Mike Lynn used to be an AR for Dr. Dre. He found like, you know, uh, Bruno Mars. He got Bruno Mars signed. He worked oh. with Eve, um, worked with 15 M&M. So he's the only person I kind of had contact with and he hit me he's like hey come like let's let's talk like I came and he I'm like yeah sobered up he's like yeah good like you know you needed that he's like I got this artist you want to work with him so I started working with this kid from Memphis so it's my first project <laughs> I knock out a five song at this point I'm just a producer I don't I still don't know I'm an artist yet wow. so I'm just like I started singing into you know because I used to write for people when I was high and I'll make beats Mm. and I'll just give everything for free I'm like let somebody hear me like let them know it was me and nobody would people would be Mm. like yo this is my writing this is my lyrics and Mm. I would get no credit so I was like wait I did used to write for people so let me just start singing so I told him hey do you mind if I I know it's my beat and like you came to rap but do you mind if I jump on the hook and he's like yeah go for it so I started jumping on the hook and I'm just like singing and I have a free download of FL studio software, the demo version and my (laughs) auto tune and all that settings were like the, the weakest, like cheapest, whatever. Uh I have no idea how to use anything yet. I'm just recording this this kid. And next thing you know, two months later, I meet, I hit my, my friend and my DJ. I'm like, okay, you know, I have songs and I want to perform them now. Cause I I know I'm at that level now. I'm like, I want to keep growing. Yeah. I'm I'm done making beats and, and making songs. I hit on my DJ friend, I'm like, hey bro, can I get on one of your sets when you DJ at the club? She's like, Yeah, sure. I'm gonna come to your house and I'm gonna come see uh, you know, see your songs. He comes, he brings Khalid Brooks with him, who was my last partner. So Khalid Brooks comes and I have no experience in performing. I have no experience in 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 any of this yet. I just know I have a cool song. I made a cool beat, I have a cool song. And <laughs> we ended up having a cool little like you know test run he's he's he brought his dj he's playing his dj and khalid's like hey like i'm actually gonna go on tour but it was nice meeting you i just wanted to come say what's up and i was like hey like khalid played his music i said oh my god this kid's on a different level yeah i'm like he knows what he's doing i said hey yeah. do you want to start a group and i was and he's like yeah like well let's find out who you are. he's like i like your song. like let's let's do it Wow. And I was like, let's call, let's call let's let's call ourselves the young prophets. And he's like, <laughs> I'm still new to it all like Chris, I'm new to God. I'm new to music. So, so they're good, like, I love it. they're like, that's not gonna work. You're
0: unadulterated, is what you were. <laughs> you
1: yeah. yeah, like I'm just like, cause I'm trying to put everything together. I'm like, I'm yeah, I'm godly now, I'm gonna put it with music. And um <laughs> it was so funny. Um I end up then getting, so the same girl that introduced me to Mike Lynn, I get a call from this producer named Ghost Kaysen. Mm
0: -hmm. Ghost
1: Kaysen worked for Ashanti and Job Rule, So all those albums you heard, those hit records, he produced those with Murder, Inc. Mm -hmm. He called me and he said, hey, this girl keeps talking about you. I want (laughs) to meet you. And I'm like, and the crazy thing is, that girl like we should just party together we should just do drugs like and just party so when she was partying she remembered like when i was high and like i had parties at my house like kickbacks she saw Mm. i was just making beats that's all Mm. i was doing so Mm. she's like hey like this kid is just always working like he has some dope stuff so ghost calls me and so i have now khalid brooks and i have ghost casing so i'm like hey let's make a a group and I told, Yeah. And I told <laughs> Ghost, Hey, let's use your marketing skills and your, you know, your experience mm-hmm. and we'll be the talent. He's the rapper. I'm the producer. And that's how Ghost saw us. He's like, okay, cool. Two weeks later, me and Khalid have songs and I'm actually the singer now on the hooks and Khalid's the rapper. And Khalid would always say, Hey, just jump on it. Just jump on it. And I'm like, really? Okay. And I just want the hook. Cause I'm like, it's 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 repetitive and it's short and it's just yeah. quick and it's the good part you know and um <laughs> just give me the happy stuff <laughs> yeah exactly and next thing you know like i'm jumping on the second verse now you know i'm <laughs> like oh i'm i'm completing a whole second verse and this is like only 3 4 months after i'm sober okay we got a group we call ourselves 3% 3 is a powerful number they did the mm-hmm. math they they, they mm-hmm. figured it out we call right. ourselves 3% because the 3% of the world follow their dreams and the 97% work for the 3%. That's so right. we're like, let's, let's have a powerful meaning behind our names because we want so people to good. be like, I want to be a 3%er. That's it. And um, I opened up my first show in October.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I sobered up in April. And I'm moving so fast. I mean, my whole life, those 10 years, I'm trying to figure out how to, I see Posty pass by me. I'm like, bro, I was just kicking in with this. shit. like, how are these people doing I, dude,
0: it? I can't even, I can't like, where's well, Post? And there's, yeah. There's, what yeah. is my life?
1: <laughs> exactly. So I'm, I'm doing the whole comparison thing. But as I sobered up, I stopped comparing. I was just like, mm. you sobered up, learn how to make music now. Okay. You made a good song. Let's perform it now. So yeah. I'm at the performance phase October comes by hey my DJ calls me hey do you want to open up for Tiger? I said sure <laughs> so I, we ended up going to OHN. just Tiger. <laughs> yeah sold out I think 2,500 people it was a club event and um we got to open up for Tiger for my first event that I've ever wow. performed if you would see me I was yelling into the mic sold out because I had no experience of how to had to be on stage, but people were like, yo, like you've done this before. I was like, and I was like, Oh, thanks. For, I felt like they're being nice. I felt like, yeah. but they had no idea who I was. So I'm like, they know that this was my first time. They're just being nice to me. But everyone was like <laughs> giving me compliments and I'm like, okay, like we're going to try this one more time. Cause I saw videos of me. I was like, I was completely, obviously when you see yourself, you're going to like yeah criticize yourself to the end. You know? Yeah. I just, I was like, I would, start, I would never watch videos of me performing and eventually I started to because I wanted to perfect it.
0: Hmm.
1: Right after then we opened up for Jeremiah, Yogadi, Wiz Khalifa, wow. it was just back to back. And then I said, hey, so we're opening up for these people, but what's happening? Yeah. We had no music released, we were just performing it. So I'm yeah. kind of like, I'm ready to grow again. Mm-hmm. I'm done doing this, I'm ready to grow again. And it was just something in me. Like, I just want to go, go, go. And so God like now brings me this group. Little did I know, I was learning from Khalid Brooks how to perform this whole time. I had no idea. This guy has been performing at the clubs before me. So now I'm watching him. Wow. And I'm like, I watched his moves. I saw how he engaged with the with with the fans. And he would always like people would push me aside when we're both we're both about to perform. People wouldn't let me through because I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry. Like I don't want to but he would just push through and then he would have to come back and grab me. And he was like, come on, let's go. And, and I'm like, okay. Like, but they don't want to let me in. Like, and he'd just go. And then we'll just jump on stage. And then everyone's just like cameras lights. And it was like so crazy. And I finally told Cleet, I said, Hey, like, I'm trying to move forward. Like what's going on. I'm trying to rush the process now. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, we got to get a record deal. And I look mm-hmm. at ghost. Hey, you're the guy now. Mm-hmm. And ghost is like, hold on like we need to we'll figure this out so we're getting calls opening for the Migos, go to miami we're but i'm like whoa this is this is cool like this is my first yeah. album right wow and then things kind of slow down and that's when i met my fiance mm. and she kind of took that role where like she came into my life and then she's like you know who are you she's been through a lot too crazy crazy story i'll let you you know, talk to her one day. She, she, she yeah. got in, you know, she'll, she'll tell you it was as a young kid, she, uh, she had a traumatic um, thing at school with a dog and mm. um, kind of changed her life. And so she's kind of been through, that was like her drug, what she's been through her, tra- like what she was traumatic about. And we, yeah. we met and the we met at the club and we met through the same DJ that I, that he introduced me to my other partner. So he is having an event and i'm like yeah of course i'll roll through you know i'm an artist i should market myself so that day i'm like i always pray to god i said god before i blow up can you find somebody for me because i don't know who's going to be real and fake after Mm, so find someone now yeah and i literally didn't like get on my knees to pray that but i would always pray it in my heart and um when are you guys getting married soon as COVID is like, because yeah, y'all cards.
0: owe Mama Sandy burgers and fries and tequila in Phoenix. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I <laughs> it's already like told her written
0: in ink on my yes. hand. That I'm remembering. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, geez, if we keep this up, like, you know, you're all going to be married. I'm going to end up having to, you know, pray over your babies. We and- <laughs>
1: I mean, were supposed to do it this October, but like the courts are closed. So we're I like, know. shoot, but it's okay. It's no rush. Well,
0: I am ordained. I can marry you and bury you. <gasps> if you want to come for a burger no and fries, way. I can literally marry you and then we can have burgers and fries and tequila.
1: <laughs> yes, I did not know that. Let's do it. That sounds awesome. Um, So we end up going to this you know, I go to this party, I'm trying to mark and I, and it's so crazy. Cause that day I'm like, I'm going to talk to everybody. I'm going to mark myself to all these girls. I'm still trying to live a, a, a healthy life, but I'm like, I'm shy. I need to be able to talk to people. Like I need to let them know, Hey, I'm a singer. It's so like, Hey, what's up? I'm a rapper. I don't want to be that guy. So <laughs> I was kind of like, how do I start this? So I just like, you know, start conversations and The second I tell these drunk people I'm a rapper, they start freestyling in front of me. I'm like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh my God, this is not working. And I see this girl walking around and I'm like, she's really quiet. She's really pretty. And Mm. the funny thing is like, everyone's like, you know, you check each other out, up and down. And I, I, for some reason, didn't want to like um, disrespect her. So I was like, I didn't, I just kept looking at her face and I was like, she's really pretty. I was like, I've never done this, but... I'm going to spit game like the hardest I've ever spit. I have to use all my cards. I can't look like a fool. I can't tell her like, hey, I'm a rapper. I have to tell her like, hey, I got these deals. I'm like, I have to use everything. So we start a conversation. And the first conversation was she has a necklace and it has a, a, a cross. And I'm like, oh, oh. so we're at the club and we're talking about God. That's our first conversation. <laughs> I love it. And then. I love it we grabbed, you know, lunch the next day, uh, breakfast. And um, we hung out every day since we literally hang out like all the time all day. I mean, especially with COVID people are having divorces because they can't stand their spouses because they forget they have that connection. They're at work. Mm. They're just used to having that three, four hour connection. And Mm. I was blessed to be with somebody that, you know, that that also wanted to share her love. She was already healthy and strong, and I was already healthy mm. and strong. We weren't broken. We we were happy without each other. And mm. when we found each other, we just exploded. It was just like so good. Everything was just amazing. And then a couple of months later, she's like, "Hey, you know, you're doing this music thing. Like, why don't you try to grow your beard out?" And I was like, "I was like, no. Like, she's, the author, the, she's the author of the beard. He's author of the beard." and then I grew my Sign beard girl up. <laughs> oh man she's going anywhere I go she's gonna go right with me so and, good uh, so she she uh fine it took her a year to convince me and then finally I was like I'm gonna go through the ugly stage and and go ahead and um <laughs> and grow this thing out and I started liking it and then mm-hmm. she also um she also she's my barber so she she's so talented we have no idea she just hey let me try to fix it for you and then she starts shaping it so I was like, cool. And then she was like, hey, you know, you're, you're a musician. Why don't you, you know, dress a little swaggier. Stop going to H&M. No shame on H&M. It's just, you know, you got to pump Dress a it little up.
0: swaggier. Yeah. God and, sent you a good woman.
1: Yeah. So she knows like all about sneakers and clothing brands. And I know oh, nothing about that. I, I also, love it. My mom and dad have everything they have because they saved So I saved. I went to Ross. I went to Walmart. Mm. I made sure I worked out. So when I put those clothes on, I look good regardless. And I said, I'm just going to keep it like this. But she's like Louis V, Gucci, Jordan, (laughs) every collection. And so she kind of came into my life and she, she put that missing piece that I was missing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she just swagged me out and she became my stylist. And then she just swagged you out. I she love it. Swagged me out. Oh my, you see my closet now. Like she every time we go to the mall, she's like, we need to get you those. I'm like, no, we don't. We have no, <laughs> I've never had so many shoes in my life. Two pairs. That's all I needed. Now I have well, like that's 20. what every good woman brings into her
0: man's life. <laughs> <Yeah>. Shoes. <laughs> shoes and more shoes.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then um she ended up uh so I gave me out and then my friend, my, my partner, Ghost, said, hey, I know you're Indian. I have these guys I know. They're Indian. He's like, maybe we can all do something together. And yeah. then he introduced to now who are my managers, my new managers. Yeah. My 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 uh, contract with Ghost ended and with Cleed Khalid ended. Clee's doing amazing. He's, mm-hmm. he's doing his thing. Uh-huh. Ghost is doing his thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I end up going with them. And he kind of like dropped me. my, my girlfriend always, my fiance always makes fun of me. She's like, he like goes, dropped you off in like a little puppy basket and like left you out there doorstep <laughs> and left. And it's so crazy how God works. Cause then these guys like, Hey, you're Indian. Yeah. We know how to get to the Indian market. We know everybody mm-hmm. in Bollywood and India and mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, Hmm. So all that dry season led to this. So I was mad. I was like, why isn't ghost going to Warner and, mm-hmm. and Epic? And he knows all these people but that wasn't the plan. The plan was for him to drop me off to these guys. Yeah, And they are like the nicest people I've ever met. They let me have full control of everything. They're they're If anything, they're like my best friends or my older brothers. Like so good. I get to, one works at Sony, one works at Disney. They're marketing intelligent. They're so smart. And they're like the Mm -hmm. nicest guys ever and we always just like have barbecues or if anything we never talk about music if anything i have a song i'll send it to them and they're like mm-hmm. nope let's shoot a video let's do this let's so do that good and um i was so blessed to find them i said this is this is like this is what a team is mm-hmm. like this is what a team is. they're twins and i have another they, they introduced me to peter he's a he's a uh, an engineer mm-hmm. and he actually he went to school where he he teaches people how to use pro tools. He has his degree, he has his master's in music. So I'm now meeting these intelligent people. I'm a high school dropout. I felt like, you know, everyone let me know who I was my whole Mm. life.
0: Mm. I had
1: my high school dropout and I have these guys that went to UCLA graduate that want to be my managers. I have these people who teach, have their masters and they, they look, they're looking at me and they're like, dude, you're cool. And I was like, me? And it Mm -hmm. took me months and months and months to realize what God was doing mm. and they plugged me with the whole Indian community. And because sure. of all these numbers and the blue checks and the, and all the money that's coming in and all my shows all going mm. overseas, it's all because of them. And mm. that was God's plan for me to meet my fiance, for her to swag me out for me ghosts. Cause he's like, dude, you're intoxicated. You're not going to be able to have these conversations. You're going to ruin mm. everything. Mm. My blood just does not handle alcohol for some reason. Mm. I do not know why. Like if I have a sip, I just cannot have a sip. I want to mm. drink. So mm-hmm. I'm like, people are like, maybe you just need a sip. And I'm like, bro, I've tried it a hundred times. That <laughs> yeah. whole sip thing know doesn't thyself. work
0: <laughs> The whole sip thing doesn't
1: work. Yeah. My <laughs> grandfather was an alcoholic. My dad was. Mm. And like my grandpa stopped. So, you know, um, he actually got to see me sober for a couple of, for about a year before he passed away. He was Your about 96 yeah wow. so he taught me he taught me Punjabi and, and how to speak Punjabi yeah, so. yeah. um that's so incredible yeah he was a he was an incredible man and um as I look back, like you never I I really watched Stephen Fur Stephen Furtick and um mm-hmm. he's like you never see God when you're standing straight you see God when you look back yeah. and as I look back I see wow like I was trying to force this and this and this and then God's like, I have a better plan. So now the whole COVID thing is happening and everyone's getting discouraged and scared. I said, no, there's a plan. This is a world plan now. He's cleaning it out for us. If anything, these are the best times for me. For some people, they're the worst. Mm. But when I was probably having my worst times, they were having their best times. So life goes up and down. And I was just like, man, like I'm so thankful for everything. So I don't rush anything anymore. And I just tell my fiance, like when we were like trying to make plan A through Z, I said, what am, what am I doing? Like, I never made a pl- plan A through Z to meet my managers, to meet you. These phone calls just came, hey, do you want to work with me? Do you want to be with this part? Do you want to do this? And they just happen. And my yeah. my my niece and my fiance, everyone says I have a silver spoon or a gold spoon in my mouth. Mm. And I said, no, like, you have Maybe. to understand, like, You guys all went to, everyone went to school. Everyone got their degrees. Everyone in my house is a nurse. Everyone, my Mm. fiance is about to get her bachelor's. I see myself as having my GED. I quit at 10th grade, but the life that I, I got more life experience than other people. I found out, you know, how kids think and how adults think and how drug dealers think and how strippers think and how Christians think. And I got to experience a little bit of everyone and I got to use how I love people together and I get to put that in my music. So when you hear my mm. music, it's kind of for everyone, all age. I try to watch how I speak and what I say mm. because I am a godly man. I try my best to be, even though I sin every day and my, my thoughts wander. But I listen, uh, your your Instagram, I literally share it with everyone. And I'm like, look, because everyone's always going through something. And I'm like, no, mm. no, no, I have something for you. And and I just Thank like, it's, it's so perfect it's like meant for me. And Mm. I'm like, if it's meant for me, it's meant for everyone else. Sometimes Mm. I'm like, it's just for me. I don't want to share it. I'm like, no, this (laughs) is mine. But sometimes I'm like, no, like there, there's so much positivity and love just from one video you put out or one
0: Mm.
1: post. And it's like, I needed it. Oh my God. Mm. And even pastor Kim, I see she follows you and I'm a huge Mm -hmm. fan. That's so great. Like she's so big too. And something she says, she's like, Hey, I reset my life at 35. I thought my Mm. life was over at 35. It just Mm -hmm. had begun. And I'm like, and people tell me like, how do you feel? You could have been post. And I'm like, damn, like, I didn't tell you that story for you to judge me. I was just like, damn, like I saw firsthand one of the biggest artists blow up in front of me, came from Texas, had a dream. I already live in LA. Why can't I do it?
0: You know? And well, and you have that calling to bring that light. And the other mm-hmm. thing too, is that everybody has a story. Yeah. Cause like I was a single mom living in 5,000 a year and six wow. short years later made my first million at 30
1: Wow! and
0: uh, have not made any less. And by the way, I have a high school education Wow! and I, I, I dropped out of college the first three months. So God will use who he wants to, and he puts things on us for the realm that we're in and Mm -hmm. you, you have a story to influence. Yeah. You have the ability. How do I say this? When we, when we are assigned to go into darkness, to bring light, we have the ability to speak to darkness in a different way with an empathy, with a love doesn't mean that we're compromising, but we also will not back down on loving people in the darkest of spaces, loving them where they're at. Yeah. Because I was like you. I try to convince people not to love me. I try to convince people. I try to be bad enough so people would turn away and leave me alone. But there's a certain group of people who wouldn't. And, you know, what would you say to any young artists who have a dream in their heart and maybe there's not a voice of encouragement around them and they're being pulled, like you said? I mean, even the Christian walk is... we're going to be tempted. There's going to be things yeah. that our human journey will have that. But what would you say to them as well about in that pulling, that pulling from heaven to to really step into what they've been given? I mean, you had no idea that God was going to take you from Harpreet sing to happy sing because Mm -hmm. happiness is your anointing joy is your weapon is what i'm going to speak over you yeah and happiness and joy is an international language that we don't need to speak other people's languages to come and infect the airways and the atmosphere what would you speak to people
1: wow young
0: artists in that space
1: honestly i would always see it in schools and like you know offices and stuff Believe in yourself. It's a word that's just thrown. We see it in Disney movies. Believe, believe. That's the only key thing I was missing in my life. Hmm. If you can believe in yourself and no one can talk Hmm. you out of what you really want, Hmm. then nothing can stop you Hmm. and you cannot be desperate.
0: Hmm. That's so good. Speaking of that just not to be desperate.
1: That's, that's how you find out who you are. Mm. So it's hard to be who you are because you're afraid to be judged. So it's easier to be who you're not. So when you're judged, you're like, that's not even me. So it's okay. Mm. So when you're being you, you can actually grow. Cause if people you're going to end up then what, what, like when I was at, started to be me and I started to, I'm like, Hey, I love cooking. I'm going to cook all the time. Hey, mm. I love being happy. Hey, I love working out. And as I was doing these things, I was starting to be more happy because I was being me.
0: Yeah.
1: I started to attract good people. Mm. People would see me at the gym dancing. Hey, why do you dance, man? Like, you're such a happy person. I'm like, oh, I'm listening to my own music, and people would ask me, "Do you listen to your music?" I'm like, all the time. That's how I fix it and make it better. Yeah. yeah and so good. Just started finding out who I was, and next thing you know, I met this guy, and he's at the gym, and he's like, "Hey." my cousin owns a radio station in Texas and I'm going to have you being played out there. And I'm just like, wow, this is all because I was dancing, being me, Mm -hmm. believing in me. Like I don't need your confirmation or your confirmation Mm -hmm. because I know that I love myself and I am good with Mm -hmm. what I'm going to release. But if I'm looking for confirmation, it's almost like you're trying to, you're still at that level where you're trying to grow. Mm -hmm. But eventually when you're done, it's not even finding confirmation. When you realize that, everyone has an opinion. So it's not going to matter. And their opinion is based off of how they're feeling at that moment. Mm -hmm. If I give you a million dollar check right now, and I ask you the same question I asked you five minutes ago, you're going to have a different answer. So it's just how you're feeling. So Mm -hmm. I stopped asking for opinions. And I started putting all that energy into myself and saying, would I listen to this song? Would I eat this food? Would I pay for this? Like Mm. I just started thinking all, and it's like not being selfish, but it's, it's like a healthy way of being Mm -hmm. selfish. So you just have to believe in yourself in that way. Like how, how you look at, I wanted to be that guy where if I'm a kid and I'm looking at me, am I being a good role model and I'm being cool at the same time? Am I, would I look up to myself if I was a kid? Because Mm -hmm. when I was under the influence, I was very disappointed in myself. And Mm -hmm. I was hiding. That's why I was in my room and I didn't want nobody to see me. But now I'm like, I worked so hard on myself and I'm like, oh my God, I was the last guy in line. Mm -hmm. God put me first. So if Mm -hmm. he did it for me, he can do it for you. I was literally the guy, I was riding my bike when my friends had a BMW. I had, you know, my friends from uh, middle school, high school are graduating with their bachelor's i'm restarting my life they're getting Mm. married i'm single i have nobody and when people are like how did you do it and it's kind of hard like well do you believe in god or not because you're not going to understand me if you don't yeah and if you believe in god then i can explain to you fully if you don't i'm gonna have to use spiritual words and like vibes and energies instead (laughs) of using love you know Yeah, yeah yeah
0: this is so good though Cause there's we're in such a realm of people seeking. Yeah. You know, and we're in a realm where people are more open to the spiritual and stuff than ever before. Yeah. And so I love how you said that when you became your truest self, you found that actually that's who you were supposed to be. Yeah. Who God had called you to be. And so I'm just very grateful to call you friend, to call you brother. I'm going to adopt you now. You're officially adopted. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, anything I can ever do to be of encouragement to you. And, you know, I just want to tell you, I'm proud of you. Thank you for shining your light. I'm so proud of you for fighting your war. I'm so proud of you for fighting for yourself Thank and for your destiny and for what you're designed
1: for. There's something that you said that will also stick with me just like the Epiphany did. You said God is calling out not just prophets to be in churches and good places. Cause I realized when we go to church or or we're all like good Christians together, he's not going to keep us together. Cause then we're what about with the people that are lost or confused or he, he's going to, you know, read the Bible or teach us and then he's going to put us into the darkness so we can be his light. And that's Mm -hmm. something you said, you said, there's going to be profits in the media industry and business and different places. And they're not going to look like, cause I always said, wait, like I'm kind of cussing in songs, but God doesn't want that. And I was really getting like, and then people are like, nobody cares if you're cussing, like there's worse things that are happening. And I'm like, but no, like I want to set a good example. And I was really being hard on myself and you cleared that for me. And I feel like God Mm -hmm. spoke through you, but you have Mm -hmm. that platform. And I got it. I was like, Oh my God, like, she confirmed it god confirmed it through sandy oh my god like and you Mm -hmm. said you are going into the darkest industry and you're bringing Mm -hmm. the light and you Mm -hmm. said that i I had Mm -hmm. no idea and i was like Mm -hmm. oh my god there it is that's my confirmation like Mm -hmm. i always said it to everyone but they're like yeah okay bro like and when i'm standing in the clubs and i'm in in the studio i there's coke around me there's alcohol and Mm -hmm. it doesn't even tempt me i'm just like Mm -hmm. man like I know who I am and what I'm doing. Mm. And the funny thing is people will turn around and be like, I want to be like you one day. I want to be sober. This is hard. And I feel like I'm showing them that you can do it.
0: Yes. You know the story of Brian Head Welch? No. Oh, Brian Head Welch had a radical encounter with God. He was from Corn. You're going to want to. (gasps) Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah. two. <laughs> the two- corn? Oh, okay. Happy. Check this, check it. So Brian Head Welch has a radical encounter with God. He leaves corn thinking that's what God wants him to do. He starts trying to be, you'll have to read his story. The most unlikely suspect you have to follow him on social media, watch his videos. Then God calls him to go back into corn. And then another artist in corn has a radical encounter with God. So now they, they, they they were doing these corn concerts. Okay. As corn. And then at the end, he's saying, does anybody need a miracle? Anybody need a healing? Cause we'd like to pray for you. Miracles breaking out at corn conferences. Wow. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff I live for. <laughs> this wow. is the kind of stuff that, you know, I've, I've heard people who've gone to, um, you know, the Salem, witch conventions, um, the porn conventions to Burning Man to all these other different kinds of things where you would not expect somebody full of the Holy Spirit to be. But when you have an offenseless heart towards God and you allow God to use you, um, it's amazing how people are at the end of the day, looking for love. They're yeah. looking for acceptance. So they're yeah. open to hearing that they are loved, yeah. that what Jesus did was for you, that he's not asking you to clean your act up before he says, I love you. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? It's it's so I'm very passionate about that. My son actually produces and, uh, and yeah, is a drummer as well. And it's something because I always felt like, you know, he started out in the church realm, but he's the kind of guy who wants to release heaven on any music possible. Mm -hmm. And I said, imagine if you're just a part of playing one instrument and that gets sent out into the atmosphere when we understand the atmospheric shifting like that yeah so and i'm so proud of you
1: thank you like as an artist you would think that i hear those words all the time but i don't Hmm. so that it means a lot for you know coming Hmm. from you because you know i even though i'm i say you know i don't look for acceptance and stuff i am human and Hmm. the career i chose i am looking to see reactions when I play my music. Do you like Mm -hmm. it or do you not? It kind of gives me a guidance like, oh, you're going the right way or nope, go Mm -hmm. the other way. Mm -hmm. And so I really appreciate that. And, you know, before I became a producer musician, I actually asked this gentleman, I said, he wanted to manage me and I said, hey, I'm going to be a producer musician, Mm -hmm. artist. He said, those don't exist. You can either be a producer or just an artist. So the reason why I wanted to bring this up is is just be careful who you listen to and who you're around and don't just take, don't take that in just because he might be a manager for other people and they can be big. Doesn't mean he was telling me the right thing and I kind of ran with it and I started telling people, hey, can producers and artists be together and then Mike Lynn told me Swiss beats one of the biggest, he's like, you're going to be a superstar if you do that. He's like, unless yeah. you're just a producer, you're just a producer, just an artist. He's yes. like, if you can combine both and even taking his theory together, I said, I got to choose what, if I wanted to believe the other guy, I would have just done one thing. And if I could, yeah, yeah. if you can do everything, do it all. Don't limit yourself.
0: No, well, that's what anomalies do. Plus, they open up gates and doors for other people yeah. by stepping into what people said can't be done. Yeah. And you, my friend, like my book, The Anomaly <laughs> Mindset, you are definitely an anomaly. Yeah. Thank so, you. thank you so much for being with me today.
1: Thank you for having me.